Here's to the crazy ones, the misfits, the rebels, the troublemakers, the round pegs in the square holes, the ones who see things differently. They're not fond of rules, and they have no respect for the status quo. You can quote them, disagree with them, glorify or vilify them. About the only thing you can't do is ignore them, because they change things. They push the human race forward. While some may see them as the crazy ones, we see genius. Because the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. Welcome to our debut episode of the Think Different Podcast. This podcast is to enrich your lives and make the most out of your Apple devices. We will have new episodes every Friday, so make sure that you hit that subscribe button everywhere podcasts are found. We're like on a thousand platforms. I can tell you right now, if you go anywhere where there's a podcast, I guarantee you, we will be up there. We already have an active Facebook and Twitter page. Hit us up on Facebook and Twitter, and then you could join us on the conversation. And now I want to introduce you to our co-host, the former genius admin of admins at Apple Retail. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Tim S. Tim, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, Will. How are you? Good. Now, you've made the Facebook and Twitter page, so I'm going to have you plug the actual names of those sites because I totally don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. I totally don't know this either. This is exactly how the first episode should go. Um, I believe it's – let me pull it up now. It should be at Think Think Different Pod, all of them, but uh, I could be completely wrong in that, in that uh, gesture. You know, it's amazing that he makes the page, everybody – Yet he doesn't remember a damn thing that he made. Oh, <laughs> uh, here we go. Oh, no, this is not it. <laughs> uh, this is exactly... By the way, this is all going to be on the episode right now. I'm not even going to this out, people. This is I'm perfectly fine with good it. way to start it. We will get, we'll get back to you on that. I'll get back to you later on in the show about what those links are. I'm going to tell you um, what it is right now because I'm on Twitter right now. Ladies and gentlemen, it is at ThinkDiffPod. <laughs> That's right. It's at Think. D-I-F-F pod. That is uh, our Twitter. Follow us on there. So, because, you know, Tim doesn't know. So, hopefully Tim is a follower one day, even though he might I'm clueless. You're you're slowly going to realize how clueless I am throughout this entire show. Yes. <laughs> so, I'm here to carry him, ladies and gentlemen. That's what I'm here for. All right. So, this episode is really kind of a starter for us. What we're basically here to do is just to talk about who we are. So, people want to know what we're about. What? about us is different from any other Apple podcast out there. And the difference is we were both employees of Apple and that's what makes us different. Now, if you're looking to be on a podcast that we're going to talk about any backstage stuff, any secret stuff, you're not going to get that here. Um, we do sign agreements that we are not allowed to talk about certain things and we are not going to do that out of respect for the company. Cause end of the day, we liked working for Apple and we, uh, we respect what they have given us. Uh, so also, you can check out our website, thinkdifferentpodcast.com. We do have a feedback section, so please leave us feedback. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. So, let's explain who we are. So, I'm going to go with Tim first because 
I that's the way the format is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks. Well, I mean, well said about about the uh, whole agreement that we signed and everything. That we're not really here to give you inside secrets, but more or less here just to give you stories and uh, kind of educate you guys about our experiences with Apple. Um, you know, kind of our our personal experience along with our work experience. Um, my career was shorter than Will's at Apple. Uh, mine was a three-year career there. Um, I actually did it completely part-time. Um, so I was actually a college student um, during my time there. Um, so I was kind of trying to make a little money on the side while getting my schooling. Um, but, you know, I guess the best way to do it is go to Apple and do it. Um, but I generally enjoyed my time there. I started off in 2015 as a specialist, which is basically the entry position. Can you explain um, what that means? Because some people may not know what that means. Yeah, yeah. A, a specialist is essentially, uh, if you've ever been to an Apple store, they kind of uh, help customers uh, throughout their customer journey about purchasing their products. Um, so whether or not you want to come into the store and buy an iPod, a MacBook, uh, your new iPhone, um, you know anything that generally that we sell, um, those are the people in the store that are actually going to sell you the products um, into the, in the store. Um, so I did that for about, you know, maybe 10 months within my first year. And I really enjoyed that position in the sense that I got to know a lot of people. Uh, I got to, you know, talk to a lot of people, hear a lot of stories, um, you know, really understand the importance of providing excellent customer service, which is something that Apple always um, encouraged to have. Um, and I kind of, not that I got bored of the position, but I always, I'm just, I'm more of a continual learner, you know, so I'm, I'm always looking to learn more new things, new things about the business, stuff like that. I've always done that with all my other positions. Um, so I wanted to try a new position. So I asked my manager and, and I was actually transferred, it was more of a lateral movement uh, into the back of house position. Um, essentially back of house means just I'm not on the floor anymore selling things. Now I'm more of the, uh, in the operations side of the store. Um, so then I became a, uh, I believe they called operations specialist at the time. I know they've changed roles since then. Um, and so I was there for about a year and a half um, doing that role. And that was so exciting because now you got to learn how, you know, what shrinkage rates are about, uh, ordering and ship, uh, ordering and receiving, uh, shipping and receiving, uh, ordering new parts, um, bringing, creating different serial numbers, uh, just really the a whole entire flexibility of how the back of a store, a retail store works, uh, something that you really never hear about, um, but it's kind of a controlled madness. Um, you know, we were a smaller team that was in charge of the entire store. Uh, we worked at a store, Will and I worked at a store that was actually relatively large uh, comparatively in, in the New Jersey market. Um, so we saw a lot of customers each and every day. Um, so being in the operations team, we, we saw a lot of different challenges. Um, and then towards the end of my career at Apple, I uh, transitioned into the genius admin role, um, which is working with the genius team and kind of, uh, you know, handling customers' uh, repairs now instead of, you know, offering their sales or offering the product to them. Um, now I'm handling their repairs. So we would follow up with customers every 48 hours on their repair status if they ha it had to be held overnight. Um, we would hold, I would organize all the backroom inventory, make sure the genius room uh, was in tip top shape um, and everything was uh, working smoothly. Um, and then I would look at, you know, operations and look at uh, different st things of how we do things and try to get my input on how it can be improved and, you know, where efficiency can really uh, be improved as well to, you know, increase customer uh, turnover rate. Um, you know, see more customers within the hour. Uh, Genius Admin was a vital role into kind of organizing all of that. 
Um, I really enjoyed that role. That slowly became my most favorite role because you kind of felt appreciative for the customers when they uh, when they kind of when you educate them on how to properly use their device or educate them on how better ways to you know protect your iPhone or better ways to protect your MacBook. Um, you know, there's not there's not just ways of providing you know support and stuff like that there's ways of products that you can purchase uh things that you can do um to just better your products and so you don't have to visit again i always told my customers whenever they came in i said i hope i never see you again but i say that in a good way <laughs> yeah i say that in a good way because i don't i want to be i would strongly believe that i educated you enough to allow you to not come into the store for service again so then i always ended it with if you're if you are coming back it's make sure it's just to say hi um, and the customers always liked that because it reassured them that they were getting the best service on the, uh, on the, in the state or whatever you want to call it, uh, for their products. So that was a long-winded explanation of my career there. But I could talk. I mean, that's essentially why Will and I created this podcast. We could talk forever about our, our positions and about our stories and stuff like that. Um, so I can go on forever. Yeah, I could. My podcast, my part alone, would probably be twenty four hours. So, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So, uh, and Tim, when did you leave Apple? I left in uh, June of two thousand eighteen um, because I graduated college, and uh, the genius admin role uh, wasn't related to my major. I was a marketing major in college. I went to the College of New Jersey, go Lions. Um, and uh, I wanted to pursue something that was related to the degree I received. And um, the, uh, the genius admin role was not f- uh, foresee, foresee fit in my future. You know, I think we both went into the store not really, even my own career, this was not what I expected to do. As far as my career goes, uh, I started a very long time ago. Uh, so I started... <laughs> when uh, the dinosaurs rose. I'm going to give you the exact date because I actually remember the date. That's how good <laughs> this is. So oh, wow. September 25th of 2007 was my first day working at Apple. Think about that. The very first iPhone yeah. came out three months before I worked there. And that's that's how crazy that is. My very I mean, you first, really saw I, all the changes of the Apple Store. Yeah, I've been a part of a, a big change in Apple's history. And a large part of that, again, iOS, iPhone was a big part of that. Because when I first got there, it was still all about Mac. Because Mac was the main thing. And the iPod, too, obviously, were the two main things. Right. Uh, my very first launch was macOS Leopard. That is uh, 10.5 wow. for those who want to <laughs> go to numbers. Yeah, that's how long ago I worked there. That was Fact my very check, first yeah. launch. I started off as a specialist, and most people do, honestly. Most people do start off as a specialist there in their career of Apple. Uh, and then you find out kind of what you want to do because either you want to stay in sales or you want to move forward. So I wanted to do training. My main reason to work for Apple was I am a Final Cut Pro editor. I learned Final Cut Pro in college. I learned Final Cut Pro in high school. And I wanted to, I saw they have an opportunity there to train people in that software. So that's what I wanted to do. So there's a role that was developed called Creative. And Creatives taught a program back in the day called One to One. And that's what I wanted to do. So I eventually became uh, in a role, which I won't mention, but the role basically. I was a specialist 20 hours a day and then a trainer 20 hours a day. That became a full-time status for me. And that's when I – so I was a full-time worker from February of 2008 forward. So that's when I was – that's how long I was being a full-time employee there. And it kind of morphed into when I was supposed to be doing sales and 
training, kind of became full-time trainer. And that's not how the role was developed. The role was supposed to be to get me to that level. But the way that my store managed me and this, and I've been in three different Apple stores, uh, I ended up becoming a trader almost all the time. And then eventually they had to cut it back when I had a situation occur at the store. And uh, then a new role came out a few years later that allowed me to be a tech for iOS because we started to now have to fix screens in the store. This is around iPhone 3G time, 3GS time. And then part of my role was fixing an iPhone screen. Part of my role was doing data transfers. And boy, do I have some stories there. (laughs) with data transfers, and then also doing trading. So almost this role was three different roles. And then eventually I moved to a different Apple store as a creative. And that was a, when I went to that, and when I went there, I was there about a year and a half. Uh, but because of distance, it didn't work out the way I wanted. So I ended up going back to my original store. Uh, so, but as far as being creative, that was some of the greatest experience of my life as far as training because that's what I really wanted to do so I was teaching Final Cut Pro uh, when the new Final Cut 10 came out I was a, I was a big uh, part of the beta software of, of Final Cut 10 uh, I did a whole tr- four week training on that I also taught people who for iPads who were blind how to use an iPad there's some very powerful things yeah, I did that's great it is really great uh, and when I went back to the, my store the original store I worked at I never felt accepted there and I was still doing creative. This is about now four years as a creative. I wanted to do something different, and then I became a genius technician. But in my, I really didn't want to be at my store anymore, so I went to the store that Tim worked at. And then that's uh, I was there for a while. I got to go out to Apple Campus twice uh, because part at the time you got to go out to the Apple Campus as uh, as an opportunity to to basically you know learn your role. And that's what I did. And as a genius technician, one of the perks about being a genius tech was that opportunity to go out to California or wherever you were sent to. So I did that from about 2014 on uh, because I got married the same year. So that's how I remember that so well. (laughs) Uh, So in 2014, August 2014, I went to my final store. uh, And then I was a genius technician. And basically, it is exactly what the genius does. It's there to basically turn your product that's failing into a positive experience and that's what our goal is whether it's software hardware fixing it doesn't matter you know as a creative i'm there to teach and one of the perks about me being a teacher or a facilitator as a creative role it moved over to my genius role so i was able to bring something a little different to the genius team that normally you don't see a creative go to a genius a lot of times it was the other way around yeah. uh, so it was a great time there you know and I you're thinking about now this is like 10 11 years I've been there I got my 10 year plaque that we get I you know one of the cool things about being there as long as you do you get certain perks as you stay there and one of the things I got was this 10 year plaque that I earned it was on the day of the iPhone 10 launch uh, so that's, that's cool because it was, it was September time was iPhone time so I always yeah. got that that was always my anniversary it was right around when the iPhone was released and then uh, out of the blue, I was offered an opportunity to leave Apple, and that's what I did. So I, I do work for Sirius XM Radio, uh, so that's where I moved to. Uh, kind of doing the same role I do now uh, as far as a tech goes, just in a corporate environment. And uh, it was it came out of nowhere. I honestly thought I'd never leave Apple. That was the honest truth. I, thought my, I said to myself, if my career ended at Apple, that's where I might be. Uh, but just things didn't work that way, and an opportunity came along, and I had to take it. But being a part of an 11-year journey of Apple 
You know, I've seen it from when the store had a what was called the studio at the time, and then the Genius Bar was there. And then it changed, and then newer stores were made, and different and different layouts were made. You know, one of our stores was one of the last layouts before this new one that you're seeing with trees in it. So yeah. there's and, and what we call a floating Genius Bar, where there's no, it doesn't look like there's a cash register anywhere. So. The, I've been a part of a lot of different things, and as we go along on this journey in this podcast, but I wanted we wanted to kind of bring it up that who we are, and you know what our experiences were at Apple. That we're not here, we're not people that randomly just write stuff about Apple stuff. We are truly we're built into the ecosystem of our of our company, and we believed in what they taught us, and we still believe that. Uh, and yep. I think they are you know a terrific company. So, with that being said, you know we'll dive into. Uh, certain things as we go along the podcast, but today we just want to introduce ourselves. But we did want to bring up one more thing, <laughs> just uh, one more that? thing. <laughs> so let us get to the news. Breaking news. Yeah. So th- thanks, Will. Um, so as, as we'll describe each show, we're probably going to have different kinds of segments that are going to. Uh, aim to educate or uh, discuss or, you know, aim at, t- at various different things to uh, our listeners. Um, so this segment we're usually going to use every week. Uh, it's just an Apple news segment just to talk about, you know, what people are talking about in the news about around Apple and stuff like that. So for this week, we're actually going to talk about a pretty big thing that I thought was virtually never going to happen, um, but it did. Um, the headline off the Apple's newsroom is Apple partners with Best Buy for expanded repair service. Um, so Apple today announced the completion of a major expansion of its Apple authorized service network with nearly 1000 Best Buy stores across the US now providing expert service and repairs for Apple products. Customers have even easier and more convenient access to safe and reliable repairs. Um, now this is impressive in the sense of the fact the article was shared that now there is over 1,800 third-party Apple authorized service providers in the U.S., which all are using parts certified for safety, quality, and reliability. But this is what's really cool, and I mean, Will can attest to this because he's seen this this growth of of what Apple retail has become. Uh, this is three times as many locations as three years ago, meaning. Eight out of ten Apple customers will be within twenty minutes of an authorized service provider. I mean, this is just—it's super cool. It expands the network that uh, you know Apple customers can be serviced at at a quality rate. Um, you know, these are going to be certified Apple technicians that are going to be uh, stationed in Best Buy. Um, I just think it's—it's it's one of. The- you couldn't think it get any better, and then it gets better. Well, it, so, you know, one of the things I will tell you when it came to Apple, number one, that they were very strict on who could touch these products. And understandably, right, right. because remember, they build the software, they build the hardware, and now they're letting a third-party company basically take over most of their uh, a majority level of their repairs now because there are more Best Buy stores than there are Apple stores. Face it, that's, that's the truth. You know, yep. and now that... They, they've been slowly giving Best Buy something. They, they, they already gave them uh, same-day iPhone repairs, but now that they're actually allowed to go there for any Apple product and go there uh, and use certified parts, uh, you know, to repair them, you know, that just now makes everything, you know, change. Now, I will tell you from a genius perspective, boy, that cuts a break on us. 
So going to Apple is the only way to get service on your iPhone, on your Mac. There was no other way to get service on it. And now with Best Buy taking over a lot of the responsibility of these repairs, one, you got to worry about quality. And two, the geniuses might be trained differently than the Best Buy. You know, now Apple certified usually goes through the same routine as far as training goes. But I don't know, you know, are they going to be doing repairs in-house? Are they sending them out? You know, that's probably the biggest thing. Uh, one of the articles that I read uh, that was like almost a couple of days later after this was released, that someone said that this was in Kentucky, that they have to send it out and it has to be out there for a while, like like two to four weeks. So now our turnaround time at Apple was a lot smaller than that, you know, unless there was like a shortage of products. But it's uh, definitely a long time uh, to send a product out. So one of the things I think that we need to find out, and this is good for you to try, is the next time you have a failure in your Apple product, go to a Best Buy, see what they do. And then if you ever leave us feedback about what is happening, you know, we could tell you what we did. I can tell you right now, our repair times are typically three to five days, business days. Yep. So yep. we were able to turn everything around pretty quickly compared to a Best Buy. Even when I, even when you bring like a TV or a PC there, like their turnaround time I think is still pretty high. I can't. I mean, I never went to the Geek Squad for a repair in a long time. Have you? Ever, I, I don't know about you, Tim, but I haven't been there in a while for a Geek Squad. I've actually never been. Okay, there you go. So. Yeah. I think the only way to figure that out is honestly one of the things I'm going to try is I'm going to actually go there the next time I have a product failure in my and see what happens. You know, I'm I'm going to yeah. bring an under warranty product and see what what happens with it. And that way we get a, a get a better idea of what they will do compared to what an Apple store will do. Now, right. the biggest thing you have to remember when it comes to an Apple store, it's busy there. You know, one of the things we will tell you walking into an Apple store without a reservation is the dumbest idea and we're gonna get have a segment about we're gonna, we're gonna have a segment about that but you know as far as geek squad now now they could be as busy you know we don't know yeah you know, this is yeah. so new and who knows if every store really is ready for it you know i hope they, i hope they trained them i hope they hired the right employees i even looked around i even said you know what i'm gonna look around if i look up best buy right now uh for geek squad and then i look up apple i really couldn't find a job opening for it so i'm trying to figure out what the um, like difference is uh, for it. Now, I'm looking on their website. It does say you can schedule an appointment. So yep. looking on their website right now, you can actually schedule an appointment for your Apple TV or any Apple product. So no different than, you know, what we did. You know, again, I probably would recommend doing that. You know, uh, my closest store by me, and they're giving you about 20 minutes of time because I'm looking at 8 p.m. to 8.20 p.m. So you're looking at about a 20 minute window for service kind of relatively close to what we do now i chose yeah it was, it was 20 I, minutes now yeah. i chose an apple tv so i mean let's go with a realistic product <laughs> um <laughs> i'm going to choose a mac as an example and i'm choosing my local store right now so if i go to schedule an appointment on their site oh you got to answer a few questions so it's asking me a bunch of different things that i have okay so it's asking me you know like deeds repair so i'm going to choose that i have a wi-fi connection issue uh, bad connection. So it's asking me questions, kind of like how Apple does on their site. Really, no different. Uh, That's pretty good. Yeah. So they're giving us. They're, they're kind of doing the same thing. Uh, and then you, now it's actually asking me if I want to chat with an agent. So it's actually trying to avoid bringing this into a store. 
So it's very similar how Apple does it, where some things you pick may not necessarily get you into the store. They're trying to figure it out either online or chat, uh, you know, kind of like how Apple Care does it. So yeah, that's why I'm I'm just uh, trying to go through, uh, you know, see I'm trying to find a hardware like an actual hardware problem, uh, see what they say. Do you like broken LCD or something? Yeah, it doesn't even offer me that. Um, oh really? You have to sign in with a Best Buy account, so they're making you make a Best Buy account uh, to get into there. Uh, no, I don't know the serial number, so I'm just lying. Obviously, I do know the serial number. <laughs> Uh, and I can say, okay, so here's damage, exterior, uh, in-store appointment, schedule it, and then, yeah, 20 minutes of time is what I'm given. So pretty much similar how an Apple store does it. Interesting. So you could walk in, but again, I would recommend making an appointment with their website. So it's very similar how Apple does it. Apple's a little cleaner than theirs, uh, but I think that it's really the, relatively the same thing. As long as there's like a familiarity to it, yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty neat. Yeah, so that's pretty much a nutshell of it. I mean, right now I think time will tell. We have to, again, we have to see people go to these stores, get experience of it, and see what they say. And if you've done it, we want to hear that. So you got you could tell us right on our uh, thinkdifferentpodcast.com website, on Twitter, on Facebook. Do you remember the Twitter name now, Tim? Yeah, so it's actually the both the same handle. So our Twitter handle is at think different pod and our facebook handle is also at think different pod and you can also check us out on youtube we're going to post clips of our of our episodes on there as well you can follow us on there leave feedback on there and our goal yep. is to do live keynotes our goal is to do uh some segments so some of the things we're thinking about doing is like a facilitation segment where we teach people how to use their products and find some really cool things one of my favorite ones which will be don't do that and then yeah. <laughs> that is going to be a very fun segment to do. Um, uh, I think we're doing like an app versus app segment. So, you know, we'll, we'll pick two apps that do very similar things and see which one, what benefits and non-benefits each of them have. Um, we're going to obviously do the Apple News segment. Um, and then we actually, uh, we're actually going to be bringing in some other former Apple employees as well to, you know, touch on their stories, touch on their experiences. Um relative to ours as well um so if we have a topic of like one week talking about you know uh iphone sales we may might bring in a, a friend or a former coworker to talk about a story about you know selling an iphone maybe on launch day or something like that um so we'll, we'll share different stories like that yeah so that our goal is to uh bring a different perspective of of apple to you guys with uh making it fun you know me and tim get along very well thank god so yeah. So if it was somebody else with, uh, you know, I won't say the name, but I think yeah, Tim might know who it is. Calling shots. Yeah, I, I don't work there anymore. So as far as I'm concerned, you know, for those who uh, maybe of our former Apple employees that do listen to us, man, we hope you enjoyed this. We're just having fun. Uh, yeah, we're just having yeah, fun. Really, honestly, we just wanted to do something different, and then this is going to be great. So, um, Tim, if we have nothing else, I mean, the only thing I can say is make sure you subscribe to us here on every single podcast. Bah, let me start over. Make sure you subscribe to us on every Apple platform that's a possibility where you can get podcasts. You know where those are. TuneIn, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. <laughs> you know, you can go anywhere to uh, subscribe to us. Uh, and Tim, what's your handle for you people to reach out to you? Um, I 
Right now, I only have a handle uh, at Instagram, so that's Tim underscore Santoro. Um, I could be reached at any time there. Um, I don't. I think there's a Twitter floating out there that has my name on it, <laughs> but I don't use it, so don't contact me through there. If you do, you won't. I won't respond at all. Um, and then I'm also on Facebook, but you know that's just by my name, yeah. Tim Santoro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tim doesn't want friends, so I just want to, that, you know, uh, trying to keep his list down to at least ten. Uh, friends, <laughs> yeah, close circle. Unlike close me, circle. I have like over a thousand. So, uh, but I am a, uh, I am W Vafides as W V A F I D E S Productions on Instagram, and it's weird because I have like five different handles for five different reasons. But you can go on Twitter at TLD Wrestling. Yep, we'll leave that for another time. Uh, so, <laughs> so, uh, so Tim, if there's nothing else today, first successful episode with a minor hiccup of a FaceTime call because I'm running a beta on my damn iPad and it messed it up. Uh, but, I got a little So our Apple products are failing. We must make an appointment immediately. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Cannot compute. Yeah, yeah, cannot compute. All right, guys. Thank you very much. We'll see you guys next week for another episode Yo. of the Think Different Podcast. Peace out. <laughs>